1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you have a copy of Scripture with you this morning, while you're finding that, uh, I want to engage your brains right off the bat. I want to ask you a question to kind of get you thinking about uh, where God is leading us this morning in this message together. What do these names have in common? Mother Teresa, Denzel Washington, Adolf Hitler, and Peyton Manning. Anybody got a clue? Not, that's a good guess. It's not birthdays. They're all, they're all famous, yeah? Well, infamous, you know, to some degree, depending on who you're talking. They're all leaders, yeah? Listen, you're, you guys are, are trying to make this too complicated. It's not that they all have two words. It's good. Let me help you guys out while the coffee continues to take effect this morning. You ready? All of those people, and even people like Betsy Ross and Michael Jordan, two names, right? Or how about this? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? All right, I blew that one out of the water. Now, how about all these people have, like you and me, the innate human need to belong. Every one of those people and everyone in this room this morning, by God's design, not because of anything you've experienced, not because anything you've achieved, not because anything you're pressing into or longing for in your life, each one of us, as fashioned by God, have this innate need to have meaningful relationships in our lives. In fact, some studies indicate that the need for meaningful relationship in life is just as important as water, food, and air, those physical things that we must satisfy so that our physical bodies can continue to live and thrive as they've been created to. So, um, in, in this journey, as we started last week, we began a brand new series called Belong, where we're pressing into uh, God's design to find meaningful, life-giving, destiny-fulfilling, kingdom-bringing uh, connections in the body of Christ. Amen? And for those of you who were here last week, we acknowledge that it's his body, and therefore we have been invited in, not because of what we've done, but in spite of what we've done, and it's Jesus Christ himself still leading the way. It's his mission, it's his authority, it's his opportunity to see the world come to exalt him. And we began that journey together last week as we pressed into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as we revisit that passage, this morning, I just want to remind us that what we're uh, launching from this morning is a very rich and meaningful metaphor that the Apostle Paul gives us that we're going to look at here in just a minute this morning that, that not only describes a reality, but because it is the living, breathing, active Word of God, 
it also creates reality. And as the Apostle Paul speaks this reality to the church in Corinth, we believe that the living Word of God and His Spirit is speaking that over us even this morning. Amen? And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you don't have a copy of Scripture, follow along on the screen as we read verses 12 and 13 to get started this morning. Paul says this, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. And God's people said, Amen. Listen, I want you to say one more thing. I want you to look to your neighbor this morning. I want you to remind them who we are, okay? Tell them we are the body of Christ. One, two, three. We are the body of Christ. Now, as we said last week, it's important for us as we uh, see this reality described and God speaks that over us even now and to create that reality. What is the reality that he's creating? The body of Christ, according to Scripture, gives us reason to believe that the body of Christ is a diverse people whose existence is driven by God's Spirit and committed to his purpose by aligning with his agenda. Led by God's Spirit, committed to his purpose, and aligning with his agenda. Now, here's what I want to confess. Right now, you probably are saying to yourself and maybe to the person next to you, well, Pastor, you haven't really given us much to hang on to when it comes to this concept of belonging to the body of Christ. Listen, we're laying a good foundation to take a solid, life-giving journey that accomplishes God's work among us in the weeks to come. Listen, we are going to press in and let God's word speak and wash over us uh, over the next several weeks on this journey. And I could not be more excited because we're going to see this morning that the connection to the body of Christ has great things in store. And I want to acknowledge this morning, because some of us come into this place this morning really not believing the fullness of what I'm about to say. Some of us come in this morning not really holding to the fullness and the reality of what I'm about to communicate to you this morning, is to belong to his body. Let me say it again. One of God's greatest plans is for you to belong to his body. It is critically important that we acknowledge and agree with that statement as his body gathered this morning. Because there are many things that compete in our lives on Sunday afternoon, Saturday night, Wednesday morning, Tuesday, as we walk down the classroom um, hallway or aisle, there are many things that compete with our importance and priorities in our lives. And when we acknowledge and agree that one of God's greatest plans is for us to belong to the body of Christ, what we're agreeing with him on is that his plan for us to belong to the body matters more than our career. 
when we acknowledge and agree with God that one of the greatest plans is for us to belong to his body, what we're agreeing with is that it matters more than where we live. More than the person that he wants you to marry or spend the rest of your life with. More than the health of your children. God's greatest plan, one of God's greatest plans for you is to belong to his body. And we're going to unpack all the diverse, beautiful reasons why in the week's to come, but as we press into this journey this morning, we need to acknowledge and agree and begin to understand that we're not talking about church attendance. We said last week that you can attend church all your life, you can serve in every area of ministry, you can give of your tithes and your offerings, and yet not belong to the body of Christ. And so you and I need to come to common terms this morning with ourselves in the presence of God and acknowledge that one of his greatest things for us as a good father who loves his children is that we belong to his body. Did you hear about the mama, and this will connect with some of you this morning who are in this season of life or, or, or know someone who's in this season of life, about the mama who sent her baby boy, Jimmy, off to college. Did you hear about this woman? She sent baby boy off to Jimmy, and she was infatuated with her baby boy. Nobody, she was convinced, was going to lay a finger on Jimmy. No one was going to say a word against Jimmy And nothing was going to stand in the way of this precious young man that she had raised and nurtured and served with love and care for years on years on end. And that time came for Jimmy to say bye to mom and dad in the dorm room. And as they walked away, Jimmy's mama turned around and said, Now, Jimmy, don't you forget all I've told you, son. Don't you forget who you represent. She walked away, and, and Jimmy was, he was torn. Let's just be real. It's, it's kind of a bittersweet season of life where the uncertain is on the horizon, but yet the excitement is right there beside you, and you don't know which one to lean into more. But before you know it, the excitement comes and sweeps you right away, and then you begin to walk in freedom and, and begin to make decisions for yourself. Well, Jimmy had, had made a, a commitment to his mom and dad that he would come home once a month for that first semester that he was away at college. It was a little bit of a drive, but every month, Mama made sure that Jimmy was going to drive himself home, and he, he was going to have Mama do, wash his clothes and, and feed him some good food and, just, and reconnect as a mama and baby boy all over again. She needed the assurance more than he needed the care in that season of life. But as that first, first month of September rolled around, Jimmy walked in the door. Mama began to notice something as she wrapped her arms around her baby boy. She began to notice that this baby boy, his clothes were fitting a little looser than they were when he left to go to college. She was a little concerned about that, but she was so overwhelmed by the love and the passion that she had for baby boy, she didn't let it drive her conversation or relationship. She just nurtured and cherished the time together. And so Jimmy went back away to school, and he came back home late October. And and as he walked through the door, 
Mama was already anticipating, you know, she was either going to be affirmed or redirected in what she saw or witnessed last time. And she was a little concerned when Jimmy sat down at the, at the dinner table that night and he didn't eat all the things that he used to eat at her house. Didn't say anything, but she called when Jimmy left on Sunday afternoon to go back to college. She called her uh, Bible study group and she said, I need to issue a prayer request. My baby boy, something's going on with him. I don't know what it is yet, but I just need y'all to pray in the name of Jesus that Jesus is watching over him, protecting him, and letting him become all that God's created him to be. And so Jimmy comes back around this time for Thanksgiving dinner, and she wa- he walks in the door and wraps his arm around Mama, and she felt something she hadn't felt before in the embrace of her precious baby boy. She felt a, a, a hard place on his arm as, as he squeezed his mama and gave her a kiss on the cheek. And, and, and mama said, that's enough, Jimmy. I am tired of holding my tongue and not giving you what I think you need to hear. But, but something is wrong with you, son. You're not the same person that you left when you, when you went away in college, to college in August. You're not the same young man that you were when you left here. What is going on? You have your clothes are fitting looser. You're, uh, you're not eating the same way. You don't cherish mama's food like you used to, and, and, and those, those places on your arm are just swelling and getting bigger. And Jimmy took a step back from his mama. He said, Mama, I am okay. I want you to know that I am okay. I, I love you. I appreciate your care and concern. But Mama, Dad, Gummit, I have gone off to college, and I have joined a gym. And there is nothing wrong with joining a gym. How many of you know that the environment and the context that you belong to in life brings about some changes along the way? This morning I want to talk to you about this idea of belonging to the body of Christ and accepting the reality that by God's design, belonging brings transformation. And if we can look at the reality of belonging to a gym and belonging to a social organization and we can see the the effects and the changes that are uh, established in our attitudes and in our relationships and in our finances and and in our trajectories of life and in the decisions we make and in the, the way we connect with others, then how much more, church, should belonging to the body of Christ bring about transformation? There's a lie in our world today that we need to acknowledge it for what it is. And the lie in the world that we live in today that is influencing and affecting the church is that in order to belong to the body of Christ, I must be transformed before I can belong. And let me tell you something, church. There is nothing further than the truth because Jesus says, listen, world, I have a place that you have been made to belong to. 
since the beginning of time. In fact, I hardwired in you not just the desire to belong, not just the effort that you would exert to find that place to belong, but I have made you to belong for such a purpose, and it is something that allows you to experience the gift of transformation as you belong, not before you belong, as you belong. Belonging to the body of Christ brings transformation. And like I said, when we can acknowledge the reality that is true of a gym or a social organization or a company uh, or a, a sports team, when we begin to acknowledge that belonging to those environments literally begins to transform the appearance, the attitude, the finances, the fragrances, the, the perspective, the habits, the trajectories of life and the relationships we need as the body of Christ to remember that belonging to the body of our Lord and Savior brings transformation. And there are three things, three areas this morning that I want to just expose or reveal to us this morning on this journey as, the, as we get started today that I want us to just begin to press into and surrender before the Lord. And sometimes, you know, the Lord will show us something along the way that we're not expecting. And, and we can, in the moment, we can acknowledge that it's Him. And we can willingly and lovingly surrender that to Him. But sometimes, when we're not expecting it, sometimes we're caught off guard. And we try to protect those things a little bit. And so that's why this morning I just want to uh, reveal some things that I feel like the Lord wants us to uh, acknowledge before Him. And lay on the table and surrender so that he can do with them as he pleases on this journey. Because you belong to the body of Christ, there are some significant changes that are inevitable because you belong. The first one is this. Belonging transforms your position. Belonging transforms your position. It's probably best communicated by looking at the Word of God itself. So in 2 Corinthians, just a few pages over, chapter 5, verse 17, I want to expose this passage uh, along these lines this morning. Paul says in another letter to the Corinthians, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Listen, this is body talk. That Paul's using right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, right? If, if anyone is in Christ, not with Christ, not behind Christ, not alongside Christ. If anyone is in Christ, let me, if, if anyone is in me, I'm just going to tell you right now, they're part of my body. And I think we can agree that the same is true of what Paul is communicating here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Anyone in Christ as part of his body. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 gives us another perspective that affirms the same thing. It says, there, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, Paul is using this metaphor without calling it the body of Christ. He's talking about our connection to Christ and ultimately our connection to one another as he communicates God's inspired truth to these churches. Let me, let me just step back 
from that platform this morning and, and acknowledge that there are some things that we're pursuing in life that are only found in Christ. Amen? There are some things that we are pursuing in life that are only found in Christ. And I'll tell you this morning that I believe that the best of those things are the ones that are found in Christ. Because once you discover that they are in Christ, you don't look to another source for those things. You acknowledge that there's nothing better. It's like going to, uh, for those who are not coffee drinkers, I apologize. It's like going to Starbucks or Whataburger to get your coffee, right? Now, Whataburger's a little easier on the pocket, but they don't offer what Starbucks offers in the same presentation of what you're there to order and receive. When you acknowledge that a better supplier exists, we become creatures of the supplier on the other side. We are in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. There is no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ. And I, I just want to speak to someone this morning who may be on the fence about where they are in their connection to Christ. I just want to tell you that, that security and assurance is found in Christ. And so this morning, if that's you, if you're wrestling with whether or not you are in Christ as connected to him and part of his body, I, I want to remind you that, that he speaks not doubt, not confusion. He speaks assurance and security. And so this morning, as we press in on this journey from the onset in our quest to belong to the body of Christ, we acknowledge that belonging brings transformation and belonging transforms our position. We are in Christ. Here's the beautiful thing, church, and we're going to talk more about this in the weeks to come. Because we are in Christ, whatever is true of Christ is now true of us. That'll preach. Come back in the weeks to come, all right? Second thing this morning that I want to press into uh, in the way of belonging, bringing transformation, is that belonging transforms your behavior. Belonging transforms your behavior. Now, here's where we really get confused and, and, and get the cart before the horse, because in the quest to to belong to the body of Christ, when, and we, when we believe the lie that you have, to, uh, belong, you have to experience transformation before you can belong, what really tends to surface there is our behavior. Well, I'm not good enough to belong to the body of Christ. You've heard people say, well, if I walk in that church building, is, is the ceiling going to fall down on me? Belonging transforms your behavior along the way. Did you know that in the context of Scripture, there are over 50 commands that speak to the relationship that one part of the body of Christ has to the other parts of the body of Christ? Do you know why that's the case? It's because in the early church, in the body of Christ, the primary activity that the body was engaged in was one anothering one another. 
They were together in relationship, living life in a way that brought good to them and glory to God. And the primary effort that they were consumed with was how to connect and relate to one another in a way that brings glory to God. John chapter 13 verse 35 says this, Jesus says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Let me tell you, church, in this day and age, there has never been a more necessary time for us to reconsider belonging to the body of Christ because Jesus just said that one of the greatest apologetics that this world will ever receive is how we connect to the body. We're going to spend some time in the weeks to come unpacking how God has designed us in his body to exist in relationship. Now, I want you to understand in that context of belonging, transforming your behavior, that Paul and and Jesus himself and other New Testament authors are encouraging the body to connect and relate to one another in this fashion, above anything else. More than doctrine, more than their environment, more than the vision that they're pursuing together, there is nothing for the body to lean into more than each other in their connection to God as a whole. It's not to say that those other things aren't important. They are very important, and they're healthy in the life of the body of Christ. But let me tell you something. If this part of the body doesn't know how to work with that part of the body, what's the point in pressing into those things? God has gifted us with this condition of belonging that transforms our behavior. The last thing this morning that I believe we need to just put on the table and and surrender before the Lord this morning is, is that belonging transforms your purpose. Belonging transforms your purpose. Once you are in Christ and once you begin to uh, connect with the other parts of the body in such a way that is good for them, listen, the purpose that becomes yours is the purpose that belongs to Christ. Amen? We said last week in Colossians chapter 1 that, that Paul says that Christ is the head of the church. He is the head of this body. And, and, and because of his position in the body... Anything in the way of direction and impulse and instinct ultimately belongs to him. And so the good of each other and the glory of God is the purpose for which the body of Christ exists. Amen? Let, let me just say that again because uh, sometimes I feel like we, we, we believe otherwise. The purpose... For the existence of the body of Christ is the good of its members, right? The the, the parts of the body, 
so that they can ultimately bring glory to that which is the head. Amen? And listen, as part of the body, because it's his mission, because it's his directive, it becomes our directive. And so belonging transforms your purpose. I cannot wait to just experience with you on this journey all the refining work that God is going to do as he brings us closer together, as he strengthens parts of his body that need to be strengthened, as he brings healing to parts of his body that need to be healed and restored so that we can work better together for his glory. Because that, Shannon Oaks, is what it's all about. And we don't get to experience the fullness of what life is until we acknowledge that it's his body and it's his life that we're living. Some of us who are here today have been waiting, longing, anticipating a miracle or an answer from God in prayer. And if that's you this morning, I am so glad that you're here. There's been something that has just drawn you time and time and time again to the throne room of heaven. And you have petitioned and presented your plea to God in more ways than you can count. And I just want to acknowledge that for some of you who are here in that position, in that situation this morning, it may be possible that God has been waiting for you to belong to his body so that he can provide that miracle or that answer through the design that he established in the beginning. We were not made to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ indefinitely on our own. We have been redeemed by Christ infilled with Christ and invited to be part of the body of Christ so that we can bring good to other parts of his body and glorify him in this earth for all of eternity. Now here's what I need us to do this morning as we bring this message to a close. Like last week, I want to spend some time in just personal reflection. So I'm going to ask that you would bow your heads and close your eyes right there where you are in the seat today. And as we acknowledge that, that belonging to the body of Christ is not about keeping a seat warm or parking a car in a lot on a Sunday morning, that it has so much more to offer to us and through us for the rest of the body of Christ. What is it this morning that is limiting the transformation that God wants to bring through your belonging to this local body? What is it in your life that is limiting the transformation that God has ordained belonging to his body? to bring in your life. Ask him that this morning.